0: You've tuned into a show called Mr. and Mrs. Binge Watch and you were expecting a spoiler-free episode. So there are many, many spoilers on this episode. Kripya, dhyan dijiye. Hello, 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 It's Oscar week and Anirudh and I have just finished watching the Oscars yesterday. You've tuned into a brand new episode of Mr. and Mrs. Binge Watch. I'm, of course, Janice Sequera, and in front of me is my husband, Anirudh Guha. What did you think, Guha? We woke up at 6 in the morning. I mean, we do it every year, to be honest. We wake up at 6, 6.30. I, I've even woken up, I remember when I was a journalist, I've even woken up at, I think, 5.36 to watch the damn red carpet. Because, you know, you'd, you'd have to go into office and create all these packages about who wore what and what. And all that rubbish. Sure. But this year, I woke up like ten minutes later than you. What do you think overall? Worth waking up? Like, was it worth? That so time? here's the
1: thing, right? I've been waking up for the Oscars for the last two decades now, almost. Uh, yeah. Easy. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, at least I mean, since I've been uh, yeah, since I've been in college, easily. And definitely since I started working 15 years ago. So I have been waking up in the mornings towards the Oscars for as long as I can remember. Definitely the last 12-13 years. and every There was
0: one year in between though where we decided that No, didn't
1: never. Go. Never with the Oscars. We did it with the Golden Globes. Maybe. So maybe. you see, no, we did it with the Emmys. Emmys, Emmys. So, so you ha. and I wake up twice a year early in the morning to watch something live. One is the Emmys and one is the Oscars. Of ha. course, the Oscars I have never not seen live for as long as I can remember. Fine,
0: fine. I just thought but, maybe all but, but I remember me.
1: thinking about it this year really strongly. A, because I didn't feel as crazily excited about any of the movies this year the way I did say three years ago where there was a La La Land and there was a Moonlight and there was a Manchester by the Sea the same Mm. year it just felt like a year where you were really uh, keen to wake up in the morning and see what's going to happen also in terms of a lot of the winners this year they were pretty much a lock you know, so whether it was Rocky in Phoenix, whether it was Brad Rennie Pitt. Zellweger, whether it was Brad Pitt, whether it was Laura Dern, in fact, in every category, including the writing, editing, and so forth, so on and so forth, all the, uh, you know, guys who are expected to win won. Yeah. The only real interest was whether Parasite did become the first foreign language film to ever win the Oscar again even though a lot of people might think of it as a, at a mi- macro level as it being this big upset uh, where a foreign language film sort of comes in and, you know, pulls the carpet from under 1917's feet, which was like the most likely American film to win the Oscar. Yeah. While that might seem like an upset, the buzz for Parasite has been so strong or the fact that people have been talking about how it might be become the first ever foreign language film to win... Uh, the best picture even before it did shows that Somewhere it's not really an upset.
0: Yeah, I also want to throw in this element into the conversation because, you know, um, like every year, the Oscars had a fair share of controversies this year as well, right? One was the fact that there were no female directors included in the best directors list. Despite the fact that, you know, filmmakers like Greta Gerwig gave like great films for all of us this year, right? Then, of course, the other fact that in the acting categories, there was only one nomination, you know, one black nominee. So... Like every year, this year also there was talk about how the Oscars are so that white happens, that and how happens there's not year. enough inclusivity. I just feel like also in a year like that when you're riding on that much controversy, I mean Natalie Portman for crying out loud wore an outfit on which on her cape she had all the names of all the female directors who could have been nominated but won. I don't think no, that no, this year the
1: Oscars were riding on any controversy. No, no. But let
0: me let me finish the thought. I'm saying on a year like that when there's gender conversation happening, there's lack of, you know, uh, there's like racial sort of, you know, there's an entire, you know, racism row that's going on. I also feel like maybe that factors in eventually no no i, I mean, wouldn't
1: i'll tell you why because all the points that you've raised huh. are points that get discussed year after year after year the only real controversy that you can speak of that happened at the oscars was the oscar so white campaign five years ago where there were movies i think as good as straight out a compton which in spite of being as good as they were were left out and i remember that specific year None of the acting categories had a single black actor in them. Even though that was a year where there were some really great performances, not like there were in this year. I'm saying that we've already gone through that one cycle of the Oscars being criticized for being white. Uh, but this year as,
0: also it got a fair share of producers no, no, sure, we have I, to acknowledge that I wouldn't that.
1: call it a controversial Oscar though I'm saying that was a controversial Oscar this is an Oscar like any other Oscar where every year when the nominees come out there is uh, there are always questions raised about diversity and there are right questions asked I'm not saying that they are not fitting I'm just saying that's not what uh, put me off the Oscars in terms of an excitement or interest point of view. It's really just the movies. Again, not even the quality of the movies. It's just generally, I didn't feel as passionately about any of the films that were nominated for me to, you know, want to wake up and root apart from possibly Parasite, which I think the entire world was sort of rooting for. It's I think it's turned into the first movie ever to win an Oscar where not just Korean people, but, folks across the world Hmm. who want to see a really great international film get some sort of a recognition and even Americans would have been rooting for Parasite. The other reason why I was not really looking forward to the Oscars is because I don't feel that no host policy is really working out. So overall, I mean, for the last it's not about whether this year I felt excited because of the films or controversy. I'm saying over a period of time, there has been an accumulation of interest where you wake up early in the morning because you don't want to miss the Oscars and you have such lovely memories of it from a few years ago. And every year there is disappointment. So I was disappointed last year as well. And I was disappointed the year before that.
0: Let's talk about the no host uh, policy though. I mean, the Oscars were the first to do it. I mean, they start, they've been doing it now consistently for two years. And actually, here's what's interesting, right? Last year when they did it, when they had like multiple personalities come on and, you know, introduce other presenters or do little sketches and bits in between, uh, their ratings actually spiked last year. But this year, for the first, I mean, it's, it's the lowest in the 92nd Academy Awards have gone down as also the lowest audience rating ever. Like Which makes sense. They've got like no one, no one tuned in. And pretty much I also feel like why the f*** did we tune in it's at has it?
1: That's what I'm saying. So it's got to do with the movies as well, right? Yeah. It's got to do with what movie is nominated. Is there a, see, ever, whenever there's a battle between like two really strong contenders whether it's for the best picture best actor best actress where there is that little bit of confusion where an actor for example wins the screen actors guild award but loses the golden globes or a director who wins the director's guild award but loses the golden globe i'm saying that usually there is sometimes a um there is quite often competition between people and you're curious to see what happens this year a I, like I said at the beginning, I feel like the winners were all a given. Apart from that, it's not really the no host policy that's the problem. What does the Oscar host do? He essentially has a really long monologue in the beginning of the show. Apart from that, he makes maybe three or four really small appearances, you know, and then passes it on to presenters. And the way the Oscars do it is that even the presenters have bits. Yeah. So it's like like, some guys just come on and, you know, sort of... Just announce the winners and leave. But a lot of times they get presenters who also happen to be either comedians or...
0: Or actors who can pull off a little bit of a sketch yeah, or a little thing, a bit sketch, between which them. Which is
1: great fun because... Which that, was fun
0: this year as well. I mean, someone like a Maya No, I didn't of,
1: think it was fun this year. I'm saying last year what they did right was that they had a lot of those little skits which didn't make you miss the host. Mm. This year, I didn't feel there were too many of them. So like you were pointing out, you're right, the Maya Rudolph and Kristen Week was fine, but they also did it last year. I mean, it's nothing new. It's nothing, um, and also it's not consistent enough. It's not funny enough. It's not witty enough. Yeah. In fact, you were telling me earlier about how they just, crammed the show up with musical numbers
0: correct right? I mean there were so many musical performances at this year's Oscars it felt like I mean you know if you're ever going to complain about Bollywood and Awards Bollywood Awards I called it Bollywood Awards I mean please go back to this year's Oscars then and like look at the number of musical performances they've crammed the show with I mean you started with Janelle Monae's performance which also I mean um, you have a lot of people applauding that performance and you have a lot of people scratching their heads and wondering what the hell was happening during that you know performance then then you have Eminem come and perform and like, I mean, please, no disrespect. We love Eminem. That was probably one of the highlights of the show for me. But it's like so random.
1: No, but the way they did it was lovely. In fact, uh, I remember thinking about it. They did this nice little audio visual footage of all the great soundtracks over the years you know, the the usual suspects, whether it was the Rocky music or there was the Jaws musical piece. There's also Jai Ho in there, by the way. There was Jai Ho. All the great songs, basically, not theme music like yeah. they did last year. Yeah. And then when they introduced uh, Lose Yourself, they did this little bit of a prelude. And I was wondering why they are doing the prelude on the audio visual. Yeah, and they stayed they, with
0: Eminem for like three, four, like not ten. Not just that they extra. just they
1: did the build up to the actual song and not the song, and yeah. then of course they. Cut to the fact that he was actually present on stage live. And I thought that was a pretty... That was a wow moment if you think about it. Was it
0: was a wow moment because it was Eminem and he nailed that performance. But if you just look at it from like, you know, an Oscars about perspective... But why is he there? Like, why are you there? It's Because not he even...
1: did perform in 2002, <laughs> I guess. So they were... I don't know. Was, fixed.
0: Like, I mean, most people are just like, yeah, achha, great, thank you. We got Eminem one highlight to his show. But like, what was the point of that Yeah, because you're right.
1: It, it is very uh, unlike the Oscars. They never have any performance... That is not relevant.
0: Yeah, or that... I mean, unless you're celebrating an anniversary or let's say something... That's why I said. Correct. That's not relevant. It was just so random. Then, of course, you... I'm just talking about in terms of musical performances. They opened the show... It's like
1: Vivek Obroy performing at Filmfare Awards next year, right? Even though he's not had, like, a movie in years. It's
0: like, why are you here,
1: Vivek?
0: Yeah, Satya ko aake boat saalo. It's
1: like, like he, does a, a he does a medley okay. of, like, the <laughs> Dumb and company. No, he performs and to wrote Satya. songs. That's it. It's that's like, what. Yeah. That's like, I mean. Yeah, uh, it's pretty random. Yeah.
0: So I'm saying you open with a musical performance. You have Eminem perform, perform thank you, but like really random. Then you have, right after Eminem, you have Utkarsh Amboodkar, this Indian actor. He comes and he raps and does a recap. You have Billie Eilish perform this year's In Memoriam again to song. You do a musical performance of every best song nominee which they, this do, every year, year. Which they do every year. Then you also do the entire orchestra of all the best themes, musical themes and all the backgrounds. Yeah, go. man, it that's like, like a lot of music. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that w- did
1: feel like Manik the uh, Academy Awards. After a point,
0: you're like, buzz, sunna." No, but aur.
1: that's the point, right? I mean, so for so many years, we've been talking about the difference between our awards and their awards and the one thing that really separated the two apart from the names of the awards itself, because they don't have like fresh face of the year award type. Uh, no, awards. no. Best
0: was Kirti Sanan's award. Nothing to hide award.
1: No. So, Nothing I mean, to hide award. There are several such names, uh, funny names that they come up with every year. But I'm saying that apart from that, what really separates, I mean, the Oscars from any other uh, award ceremony around the world is the written humor that they exhibit on stage. And the class. The fact that they have these superstars come on stage and you know, perform funny bits, perform skits, but at the same time, pay tribute to the movies. You know, that's extremely essential. Yeah, You can't ever lose track of the fact. So something like what Tom Hanks did this year, for example. But there was nothing about these Oscars, which is supremely memorable, apart from obviously Bong jo, Ho's win, which we'll come to in a bit. But I'm saying from the performance point of view, there was mm-hmm. nothing. There was no funny... Like I mean You might say that Maya Rudolph was funny But Maya Rudolph is funny Every year She comes every year And she does a funny skit Same uh, thing like When
0: Steve Martin And Chris Rock came on stage yeah, I mean, yeah, there was nothing They did a great 10 minute roast But I'm like Okay ha huh, We knew you were gonna tap all these no, subjects I
1: mean what did they talk about they spoke about the fact that there are Oscars so white again the fact yeah. that there are no black actors they spoke about the fact that there were no vaginas in the best directors list again the lack of female directors I'm saying I get it these are important points they need to be touched they also upon Jeff but you are, quite ta- a bit. you are talking about these these issues in the Pre-award red carpet thing, then you're speaking about it in the in, you know, sort of Janelle Monet's performance made reference to them. Then you're speaking about it, you know, in the opening skit, which is also fine. But what else are you doing? Like, for example, he made a reference about how Brad Pitt was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and then he made a joke about how it's like looking in the mirror. But In earlier Oscars would really be about encapsulating that one year at the movies. Mm -hmm. That's what the opening skit would be about. They would, of course, make references to all these other problematic aspects of the Oscars, political things, all of that, the the state of the country and stuff like that. But more importantly, it acted like a recap for the year gone by. So you would, for example, pick up an actor who gave a great performance, then you would pick another actor who gave a great performance and then you would pick up a director. Uh, You know, for example, they made a Martin Scorsese reference this year. But that's it. There was that one throwaway Brad Pitt reference, Martin Scorsese. And then because there was no African-American actor nominated, I mean, there was just one... Chris Rock had to go to Maharshala Ali... ...who wasn't <laughs> even nominated this year... ...why was he spoken of at all? It's because of the lack of meat and of material... Representation of ...that so, you have yeah. to... Yeah. ...keep making references to earlier years... ...achievements and uh, you know... ...sort of uh, memorable moments.
0: So one of the other things of course... ...that we look forward to with the Oscars every year... Uh, ...are the speeches. Right? Because I mean I feel like every actor... ...or every technician or director... ...who goes up on that stage and wins tries to you know, use those 45 seconds that they get to sort of you know, make an impact, to say something of value and worth which they know will be repeated for years to come. I mean, like when Leonardo DiCaprio won his Oscar, we'll never forget what he talked about, right? He said that, you know, we can't take this earth for granted because I didn't take this Oscar for granted. Those words we're always going to remember. In terms of this year's speeches, I feel like my uh, favorite speech of this year and not because it was a great speech but just because it was such a weird speech is Joaquin Phoenix's. I mean you know did you remember that one
1: Rockin' Phoenix did a Rockin Phoenix he he's, he delivers speeches like that wherever he goes yeah but he also still... get delivered a very similar speech in Golden Globes actually he I is think he's basically his... on this whole guilt trip and he's he's <laughs> a himself on a guilt trip and he wants to take the whole world on the guilt trip but I'm saying even
0: if it's on a guilt trip I mean the speeches actually that he made at previous award shows whether it was the Globes or the SAG Awards were far more impactful than the one he made on yeah, the Oscars yeah of Oscar course stage. he kept the
1: best one he knew he is winning it it was like a. It was a given. There were very few. Chances no, no, I'm of saying that
0: the, those were way way better. He talked about inclusivity and women. Oh, so then he ran out of things. Yeah, he talked about how he has not paid attention to his craft and how about second chances on other, other stages. But on this stage, what was the thing that you took away Basically from his award? Basically, beginning of the year, no, no, what Rocky was,
1: and Phoenix made a list. Of five things he wants to speak about. And then he just started ticking the list of at every award ceremony. So you're right. He spoke about inclusivity at one. He spoke about lack of uh, female... Sort Women
0: of and African-Americans on his sets. On
1: his sets. And then he, this year, on this episode, uh, this... Award ceremony <laughs> episode
0: of the awards of yeah. the
1: awards the latest episode of the awards he spoke about uh, you artificial know,
0: the, insemination of cows
1: yeah again he was talking about in a sense the environment itself
0: yeah but and it's the just world we are leaving
1: behind for our kids so it's not very different from what DiCaprio was saying in in terms of um, you know sort of
0: I get it I'm just talking saying,
1: points it was funny because see, in
0: India it's telecast at the time when all of us are having our morning breakfast and our first cup of coffee with a little bit of milk in it right yeah it and it's just so, suddenly like oh I I'm feeling so guilty about the milk that I'm drinking right now because Joaquin Phoenix just spoke about I swear I'm not joking you know I went for a meeting after right I didn't order milk with my (laughs) coffee I was like I need to have this black
1: my whole deal is how does a guy who win best actor take the conversation to cow's milk how does he do that like how do you go from winning a best act I get that you want to talk about the environment and stuff like that cow's milk so damn random and then after that came Renée Zellweger for her best Renee actress Renée Zellweger and I don't know what the hell she said in her um, speech
0: um, you know you know we're best when we're looking to our heroes Um, um I also think she um, followed you
1: know, Roqueen Phoenix so she must have been under a lot of pressure she uh, just didn't know how
0: to wrap up. I mean, you know, for everyone else, they give them 45 seconds. Poor technicians. I mean, how many years have we watched technicians go up there and in 45 seconds they start playing the damn music? She must have gone on for at least two to three minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. There's nothing. The no, time, that, no, no. It's a problem. no, 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 no. <coughs>
0: Your first award that have The time is, is not the
1: issue. The the material that is delivered in that time is the, is the problem. In the past, we've had. Best Actor and Actress winners go up there, whether it's a Ali Berry, who I still remember her speech from like 10 years ago, or whether it's an Anne Hathaway or any of these guys. Or Olivia
0: Colman last year. Or
1: Olivia Colman last year, when they go up there and they deliver great. See, again, last year too, I was really involved. I woke up in the morning purely because I was... See, it's like that, right? You don't want spoilers. It's like a Game of Thrones episode. You don't want to wake up at 9 a.m., in India, to find out that X and X people have won supporting actor and actress, when you were really keen to know who actually won it, but it's not a surprise if you wake up at 9 a.m. and everyone who was supposed to win has won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've not really missed out on any great humour or any great performance or any of that.
0: I mean, imagine if we had slept through uh, their entire Moonlight and La, La Land controversy, where they read out the wrong name. That would have been. I mean, we would FOMO. have been like, oh. F- did we sleep
1: through that? Yeah, 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 yeah. correct. So anyway, uh, coming back full circle to the whole conversation since we started with you asking me if if how I feel about it. This is the first year and the thing is that the day after the Oscars, I always say this and then by next year, I change my mind. <laughs> this is the first year where I very strongly feel that next year, I'm not going to be setting an alarm clock to watch. Uh,
0: chal Goa please. Yeah, we'll end up watching all the movies like we do right before we finish. Like Anirudh and I are always waiting till the last day to finish all the movies.
1: No, that's uh, not true. Some. I. I. It's I never, always, this is the first day it's happened with me. Also, because the Oscars were preponed by a month.
0: I'm just saying uh, that
1: when it's normally when the Oscar nomination nominations get announced around Jan 14th or 15th, and the Oscars take place end of Feb, early March, I always. Get enough time. Fine, to fine. Catch I take up. it.
0: I take it back. You're very organised about the Oscars. But this year was also. a rush.
1: Yeah, this year we hadn't watched pretty much like a lot of uh, a lot yeah, of it.
0: Yeah, I'm but so glad we went in to watch Parasite no, the right. I'm... We actually watched Parasite the night before no, the I'm Oscars. I'm so glad I
1: waited. I'm saying that I'm glad that I did not rush to like a lot of people I know who downloaded Parasite and watched it because there's a really good HD print available. And please I please go
0: watch it in theaters, guys. We're, yeah. not, we're not promoting piracy over here. It's a great film. Theater me paisa please.
1: Yeah, I mean I could have easily, uh, you know, watched it early. I'm saying I'm glad that I waited till the last day to watch it because I mean that is such a big screen film, and you're right. For anybody who's listening to this show hopefully in the month of February. It's still playing in theatres and I think they've given it an extended run after it won the best picture. In
0: fact, all of your Oscar favourites are kind of coming back to theatres in the next few weeks because now that, you know, they've either won or they've been received... Yeah, but you claim. don't
1: really need to go back and watch The Joker. It really wasn't a No, but 1917,
0: you to, tumko theater Tum 1917, ghar pe to 1917
1: won't get an extended release. It didn't win anything and it was already playing in theatres right now. Yeah, but... Uh, if
0: If there is a show out there, I don't know.
1: So, right now, it seems like I may not become next year, but then again, when it's close to Oscar time and the buzz builds up then you feel like
0: well FOMO gets the better of us yeah okay let's talk about our scene stealers um at the Oscars for me I mean just because of that artificial insemination conversation so early in the morning and the fact that I'm still thinking about whether I should add milk to my coffee or not uh, I think it's Joaquin Phoenix because uh, whether you love it hated it, that conversation that speech stays with you and uh, you know We sort of recapped a lot of the moments and decided like... For me, at least that was the moment that I was like... Okay, this is a scene-stealer moment.
1: Yeah, no, for me, it's definitely Bong Joon-ho. I mean, this is the... I mean, the only reason after having sat through three hours of a boring, drab Oscar show... The only real joy you got out of that show is watching Parasite win. And not just watching Parasite win, but Bong Joon-ho just going up on stage... Mm. And every time he brought something interesting to what he was saying, you know, so first he went up to get the best writing award. Uh, which was the first indication of the fact that it might have now some sort of a chance at best film. Yeah, It's not the first time that a foreign language film seemed like it might win. But what happens is that if you just end up winning the foreign language film, your chances of getting the best picture always go down. So there are a couple of indications that give you an idea of which film might win best picture. And two of those are the writing and the editing awards. So if if you win either one of the two, you're in the running. And the reason we felt like Parasite, I felt like Parasite became a favorite midway through the telecast was because after Bong Joo won best uh, screenplay, Ford versus Ferrari got best editing instead of 1917, which was the closest competitor to Parasite. So it became really evident at that point of time that there was no way that 1917, without having won either script or editing, ...could go on to win best film. Also Bong Joon-ho was always the favourite to win best director... ...irrespective of whether the film got best picture or not. Same thing happened with Alfonso Coron last year... ...who was the favourite to win best director for Roma... ...even though Roma being a foreign language film... ...didn't seem like a safe bet for best film. But this year, it's like he won best writing... And there was that first burst of joy because it's like, wow, I have won best writing in spite of it being a foreign language film. Then, of course, it was him getting foreign language film. And I was really surprised when he said in his acceptance speech that I'm now ready to go out there and drink. Because, I mean, any fool would have said that even if he wasn't winning best picture, he was definitely going to be going for the best director, you know, trophy, which he then won. And for me, then gave the best speech of the night where he basically quoted Martin Scorsese. So he he quoted Martin Scorsese for an award where he was up against Martin Scorsese. I think it's almost like Irishman got made and Martin Scorsese got nominated just so Bong Joon-ho could, you know, live out this childhood fantasy that he had mm. where he doesn't just win an Oscar, he wins it in competition to Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, two people who... One he's admired and the other one who's been a real friend of his in the Western film industry. Uh, And that was great, right? I love that moment where he basically gave this great quote and he said that this was said by Martin Scorsese. And the entire audience stood up giving Scorsese an ovation even though he hadn't won and was just sitting in the audience. Then he gave out a shout out to Tarantino talking about how Tarantino really campaigned for his films at a time when Americans didn't even know uh, about Bong Joon-ho's films. So I really feel like for me, not just the scene stealer, but the wow moment of the show was also really Parasite winning and Bong Joon winning.
0: Okay, and in terms of our binge-o-meter, where would we put the Oscars? I mean, this year's Oscars.
1: I would not binge it at all. Instead, you would rather just—it's uh, almost like you skip the meal and you go for a fast food option. Just go onto YouTube. And just watch some of the high points of the show. They actually, are- if
0: you just go to the Academy Awards uh, Twitter timeline, yeah. they've put up all the best speeches and they've put up some of the skits. They've put up bits of Steve Martin and Chris Rock's, uh, you know, opening act as well. So I actually agree with you as well. I mean, don't watch the whole show. It's three and a half hours long and it's so Boring. I mean, trust us. Just skip it. Go watch the best speeches. Go watch some of the best acts. Go watch some of the musical acts. Not all of them. Way better than watching and sitting through three and a half hours of boringness.
1: And whatever you do, don't miss out. Don't 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 miss out on uh, Olivia Colman's little. uh, skit before she presented an not award not only really a she's skit just, I mean, she just, just
0: like she's just she funny. was just being
1: Olivia Coleman. yeah just, I feel like, like even
0: if we hung out with Olivia Colman and she'd
1: be as yeah, funny yeah, as that as Yeah, funny. I completely agree
0: alright guys if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network you can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or on IVMPodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media handles we are at Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and if you want to reach out to Guha and me well I'm at Janasek85 on instagram and twitter and anirudh is at ani guha on instagram and twitter all right guys we'll see you next week with a brand new episode say bye bye ani bye 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 guys thank you